Intro, intro. Oh yeah, <laughs> you should have let me run with it. Then you could have done the intro. <laughs> Failed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fine. I got this. I got this. I'm not. See you guys. See everyone. <laughs> I like to go against the grain. What's wrong? What's wrong with saying goodbye right before you start a podcast? <laughs> okay, go again. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 3 of the Simon and Ross podcast, joined as always by my esteemed friend and colleague Simon Parker. Hello, how are you? Yeah, very, very good. Keen to get back into our favourite moments and characters of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, people may people may notice, I can see it, but you've, you've got the same mic as me now, haven't you? I've got a fancy new microphone that should hopefully vastly improve the audio of my voice because that's exactly what everybody wants <laughs> is to have my. It's probably the first time in your life you've ever been told, Ross, your voice is just too quiet. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just me. It's Ross sound really high pitched and quiet. Yeah, I'd probably do a balloon trick. Um, so enjoy the podcast um and uh as always like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts on facebook we're also in the process of setting up a twitter page so you can follow us on there a few shout outs to people that have messaged me online on facebook saying how much you enjoy the podcast it means a lot some people that i haven't spoken to in years in some cases so it's nice to see that there's a lot of people out there that are enjoying it and we do intend on continuing to do it. Don't we, Simon? We do. Uh, thanks for letting me get a word in. Um, so, oh, that was oh, sorry, say. can I just cut in there? <laughs> just testing out the new mic, that's all it is. Um, so uh, um, are these people that uh, have said hello to you, are they people that you knew well or are they are they Marvel fans or are they both or...? I think it's a, it's a bit of a mixed bag. It's pe- it's people that I knew when I was in when I was uh, living in the states. It's right. um, people that I've known from even longer before then, before I even left Barrow, who've reached out. It's people who have um, who've been to Barrow to visit and live abroad. You don't you don't have to, you don't have to keep saying people. If you'd like to it, say some of the names, you're more than welcome. They are people. They are. <laughs> They're all people. Okay. They're not numbers. <laughs> really? I didn't want to refer to names in case anybody had a problem with me referring to names, but um, right, okay. Suffice to say, there's a. It's nice. It's nice to see everybody's enjoying it, and we will try our best to keep providing you with more content and podcasts. So, if you get any ideas about more stuff that you want us to talk about after this Marvel <laughs> series, we're more than willing to. Uh, well, it's not a karaoke. We don't take requests. Well, maybe we would take requests. <laughs> we might. <laughs> Can you sing? Uh, can you sing as Jean Valjean in the shower, please? <laughs> no, that is one that I would be happy to fulfil. <laughs> Whilst having a dribbly shit. Anyway, so um, uh, yes, yeah, so uh, good luck. 
good, good luck. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Um, so yeah, uh, this is episode three. Hope you enjoy it. Bye. Good and and the bit when Captain Marvel grabs the glove and Doctor Strange just turns to Tony and just goes like that. Yeah. Oh, even now I'm just about to burst into tears. And yeah, it was just like, this is it, this, this is it. It's like, because obviously there's there's a lot that's gone on off screen there, aren't there? Because Tony Stark has adapted the Iron Man suit to be able to withhold the, the, the stones. Yeah. Um, so he's obviously, um, he can he can pull us, because you, you're supposed to not even be able to wield them. No. Unless you're sort of super being. Um, and obviously the Hulk, it nearly kills the Hulk, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, it probably doesn't. I mean, nothing can kill the Hulk, but, you know, like the Hulk gets fucked up from, from trying to do yeah. it, um, just from wielding them and clicking his Tony Stark, sort of. It was just so well, because he's obviously developed that. He's known if it comes to this. If, I, if, if he's somehow foreseen, yeah. he may have to try and rip the gems out of that gauntlet, rip the stones out of that gauntlet, so he's made his suit be able to do it. And that's all happened off screen. I, th- I think also as well, go- going on from that, and and I, I didn't realise it. I, I read an article. At every point that Iron Man happens to him, that means that he ends up getting knocked out or blown up or something, he adapts his suit every single time to to get rid of that possibility. Just little things like um, in Iron Man Two, he hasn't got the suit, so they have to drive the suit to him. Uh, you know, and, and it's this this box that he has to appear in. Obviously, he's adapted it at that point to make it quick as long as he's got the suit. So then from that, he develops it so it, it appears on his chest and it's always around. Um, yeah. uh, in, in, in Civil War, when Ant-Man climbs inside his suit, you, it, none of this is mentioned. It just happens. Uh, and you, you go from the fact that Ant-Man is able to get in, in his suit under a little, what would you say, like a, a section of it. He then adapts it for the next film, so it's nanotechnology. So there is no gaps. There is nothing to, to go in. Um, there's a bit where I think it's in. I think again, it's the end of Civil War where uh, where War Machine is able to outrun him in the sky. He's able. He's able to go faster. So in the next film, he develops his jetpack so they're even more powerful, so he won't get outrun. And yeah. this sort of shit isn't mentioned. Yeah, it's a good point. Thinking, I know about it, but you're right. And you just kind of think, oh, right. So, so going on for what you say, like you say, he probably without mentioning it or without it even being brought up, he adapted his suit even more. Well, there's always, there's always, yeah, there's always little things with his, because you think, bloody hell, how is his suit still functioning? Like, yeah. it, 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 and he's like, oh, like it's clearly just been fucked. Then you think that's it, his suit's knackered, but he somehow manages to continue. Yeah. Well, he like, it, it does the same in the first Iron Man, um, where he's fighting with. Uh, with Obi, is he called Obi? Um, oh yeah, the um, uh, who? Oh, it's uh, Whistler. Who plays him? Um, Jeff Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges um, yeah, yeah. And, and the, the <laughs> when he's flying up, flying up, flying up, flying up, flying up, and he just sort of says, "Oh, you know, how how did you sort the uh, icing problem?" Yeah, that's that's not even mentioned. He, he obviously must have adapted his own to stop it from icing up without mentioning it to us. Yeah.
Uh, and because he used an, an old um, uh, version of the suit to try and fight him, he doesn't even factor that in. Just yeah. clever. You know, I always thought was, you know, I always thought was, a question that I always have when I'm watching the individual films is what sort of, at what point do the Avengers decide it's a big enough problem for them all to get involved in? Because every single problem is essentially yeah. like a world-altering issue. Otherwise, yeah. it wouldn't be as fun. Like every every one of them individually has had to face something that could alter the the world as we know it. Yeah. Like in Winter Soldier, they're going to fire those guns that are going to wipe out um, a lot of people. It's going to they're going to they're going to kill um, who is it they're trying to target? They're trying to target. They're going to they're going to kill hundreds of thousands of people, aren't they? Is it Winter Soldier? They're trying to stop those guns arming. Um, the the the, the whole point of Winter Soldier is that um. The, the, the shield has obviously been infiltrated. Yeah, yeah. And that shield is actually Hydra. Yeah. And Hydra have, 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 have developed these weapons that is, is self-targeting in, from these satellites, and they're going to target, you know, hundreds of thousands or millions of people around the world. And you think, well, that's, that's an Avengers issue, that. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it's like at what point do they think right actually this needs all of us this well um, I, th- I think I think that's why I think over phase two so after the first Avengers that does happen quite a bit doesn't it you know you tend to find that um, it also, isn't just it isn't just Captain America on his own he's got Black Widow he's got Falcon and you know so I, th- I think that's I think s- some of it no, you're right. You're right. There, there are things where you sort of think, well, this is, this is more of a threat than Ultron was. Why isn't everyone together? Yeah. You know, but I, I suppose then, then they sort of say, well, you know, the Hulk's gone missing. We can't find him. Uh, Thor's... Is the Hulk, the, Hulk, the Hulk is the only one, really, that, that uh, well, certainly um, is Mark Ruffalo. Um, he, he, Mark Ruffalo doesn't have his own standalone Hulk film, does he? Isn't, he's not allowed to. Why? Uh, because uh, I, I, I might get this wrong, but I think that Sony still own or someone else still owns the right to individual Hulk films. Oh, right. Okay. Um, so it, they're allowed to use him in, in an ensemble, um, but they're not allowed to use him as his own independent film. There's like three, three people. I don't know that have played the Hulk. As well, there's been four people technically, because you've got the first one, which was Louis Ferrigno. <laughs> the, uh, uh, Luferino. Luferino. Yeah, and he was obviously um, he was he was a competitor to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah. Um, for, for, I think we all I think we all who knew who won long term. Yeah, um, and then you had uh, Eric Banner and Ed Norton and Mark Ruffalo, yeah. and I, I think Mark Ruffalo is the best one. Easily. And it's weird because he hasn't had his own standalone film yet. He's the best one. No, he is. I think think Edward Norton was a bit too method for them. Um, I I struggle struggle with Edward Norton. I I think I like him, but whenever I see him in anything, I don't. And and I don't... I I rate him. There's a lot of Ed Norton films that I really, really like. There's three that come to mind right off the bat. You know, I mean, there's um, American History X. 
Um, I've never seen that. Fight, oh, you need to see that. Um, fight Club, obviously. And um, and I really liked um, The Illusionist. Right, I've never seen that either. Um, that was that. that was a really film. Um, I, I think I I just think, I, I mean I he's in Birdman if you ever watched that. I've uh, seen Birdman. It's not a superhero film, so it's um, um I, I, and he's quite good in that. Um, I don't know. I, I I think he was too method for them, uh, and he he had ideas about where he wanted to. to I think he even wrote his own script for Incredible Hulk too. Uh, he really wanted to get you know to get into into all sorts of things with him and it just wasn't anything to do with what Marvel wanted to do with the films. Um, which if you sort of think of, if you sort of think of what they've had to plan out over the last 10 years and over 20 films to get to where they are, they don't need some guy saying, well, I, I think we need to really investigate his little finger. You know, it's just yeah. not, not going to work. Is it? It's, um, so, I, but no. I, ultimately, they're not allowed at the moment to do a standalone Hulk film. Okay, there's some great Hulk moments as well, though. There's there's two, <laughs> there's, there's two Hulk moments that, are, that I'll never forget. And the first one is when he absolutely ragdolls Loki around. Loki <laughs> <laughs> he says, "I am a god," and all this, and he just <laughs> he's on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Puny <laughs> god. <laughs> and, then and then the second one is, um, I think it might be, is it, is it maybe the first Avengers film? Right. When um, him and Thor come crashing through a building. <laughs> <laughs> just for no reason, no reason whatsoever, just twats it. <laughs> my my, fa- my favourite Hulk bit is uh, the bit in Endgame, you know, when he's, when he's like clever Hulk. Yeah, and, and a Captain America goes to him. Look, just for sake for, for sake of um, of looks, we just go and smash a few things up. And he goes, right? Yeah, okay. Rips his shirt off the slowest he possibly can do. He's just like, oh right, yeah, whatever. And he just picks him and goes, ah, it's like ah, one of the clever, cleverest bits. He's almost not as strong, is he anymore? Because he's, he doesn't have that fury in him anymore. It's like yeah, the I think strength-wise, I think he's the same. He's just he's not this untamed, um, you know, being that um, has no sense of anything. Um, yeah, yeah. He, he understands if he smashes a car, he's smashing someone's car. <laughs> Thinking about the insurance forms they're going to have to fill in, and you know. <laughs> There's a good scene, isn't it, in there? I think it's an end game when they're, talk, they're trying to recruit him back and he's, he's sat in a cafe and people come over and get his autograph and uh, yeah. Ant-Man's yeah. there. <laughs> and uh, he's like, oh, I think, you know, I've got my autograph as well. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> and the like, well, yeah, of course you want your autograph. Yeah, yeah, of course you of course want the photograph. <laughs> it's the Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> They do really, they're just embarrassed.
what, how, how do you feel about the Adman film? Yeah, I, I saw um, I, 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 we only watched the first one because we actually watched the second. I saw the second. I saw Ant Man and Wasp before yeah. I saw. Right. Okay. Where I watched it with Fatima's dad and um, and and actually really liked it. So we, we when we went back through and watched them all again, we watched the first Ant Man but not the second one. Yeah. And uh, I mean, Paul Rudd is obviously fantastic. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, th- I thought it was really really good. I think it's it's. You can you can do a lot with that idea of being tiny. Yeah. And I think that's a really, really good job of, of sort of portraying what it would be like to be that small. Yeah. He's trying to uh, get all of the ants to listen to him. And I could have just he legs it and he's like getting attacked by everything and again really- again that that was one that I was kind of thinking, I, I can't see this working. I got, what, what's so special about someone being? Because and I never, I never, I've still never read any of the Ant Man comics, um, and I just kind of thought this. And when it was first announced as well, I, I was quite looking forward to the fact that it was going to be directed by Edgar Wright. Um, you know, did Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead and things like that. He, he, him and Joe Cornish, you know, Joe Cornish from Adam and Joe Show. Um, yeah. They wrote, they wrote a script for uh, Ant Man about twenty years ago, and. They they pitched it to Marvel and they wanted to do it. Uh, he ended up le- they ended up leaving because they had to change so much to make it fit. Right. Um, and there's still a lot of bits. I, I believe all the, all you know the cutaway scenes where um, Lewis is is talking and he goes, yeah. And I said to this guy, and then this guy said to me, that that is if you just watch that, that is pure Edgar Wright. So that's pure, you know, Shaun of the Dead or Spaced or whatever. And, and it's, it's quite nice that, and, and it was him that got Paul Rudd involved in the first place. Right. So I think he, even though he's, um, I think he's upset that, that he ended up leaving, I think he's still quite proud that he managed to get Paul Rudd to do it. And, and then, then I believe it was like rewritten to make it fit into the, the, the universe sort of thing. I did, I, I was screaming at the end game when obviously Ant-Man becomes really, really big. And, yeah. And- I just thought, you know, he's he's far bigger than anything else on the battlefield. Yeah. <laughs> why don't he just beeline for Thanos? Like he he can see everything. <laughs> Is he? You know, you, you've yet got Thanos. Yeah. Um, and, and and you know they're all trying to essentially throw the glove through the portal, aren't they? They're trying yeah. to get rid of the um, yeah. to, to a different realm. And Captain Marvel grabs it, and she's flying full chat towards the time machine at the back of the van, and then Thanos ends up fucking wanging his blade at it and destroying it just before yeah. she gets it. And the whole time, I was like, I was just, I was like, why the bloody hell doesn't Ant-Man <coughs> just waltz on over and just stand on his squish him? <laughs> he can do yeah. it with anything he wants. He can destroy it. The only thing that was bigger than him, I think, was the ship that Captain Marvel yeah. destroyed. <laughs> Um, nothing was phasing him. He should have just squished him. Um, but obviously he didn't. But you know, it's if he did, then maybe. It's uh, well, I mean, he he also he also can't do it for very long either. Yeah, he's not able but, to stay in that form for long. Yeah, I know. Even more to, to just beeline for Thanos and squish it. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. I know. I've got a minute at this size. What am I going to use this minute for? Well, I'm going to stand on Thanos's face. <laughs> <laughs> I think. 
So, ha- so had you had you watched had you watched Captain Marvel before you watched any of them? Yeah, I think it was actually Captain. Yeah, we did um, because I think we just watched Captain Marvel by by the, by chance. Really, I think we were just yeah um, we were just looking for because yeah yeah we did because um, yeah we watched it. It was I think it was right before we decided to watch them all. Yeah. And, and we watched Captain Marvel, and it was quite good. It was all right. It was quite a good film. Because some of them that, fell, a bit, fell a little bit short for me. There was a couple of films that just fell a little bit short of the mark. Um, you see, I, I, I'm, that's how I feel about Captain Marvel. Yeah. I, I just, yeah. I, I really, really, really wanted to like it. Yeah. Um, you know, eventually, again, in the comics, she kind of takes over from Captain America, and she, she's like the leader. Um, and I thought it looked amazing and I thought, you know, it's, I knew Samuel, Samuel Jackson was going to be in it a lot more. Um, it was set in the nineties, you know, that's, that's I'm, my brain is still in the nineties. So, you know, I thought it's going to be amazing, but. You're pausing who frame Roger Rabbit this morning. <laughs> um, that was late eighties. Um, <laughs> but I, 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 I've now watched it, I think, three times, four times. I uh, watched it again last Sunday. And I, every time I go in wanting to love it, I, I don't know why I don't. Yeah. I can't, I can't even explain it. Yeah, well, to be honest, I, I felt like um, I was... The, the, one of the ones I was looking forward to the most was Black Panther. Yeah. Which I haven't really talked about yet. I, I, I really... I was really looking forward to it. And I, and I did like it. It just... I think I expected it to be a sort of, you know, a nine out of 10. And I probably felt like it was more of a six out of 10. I, I, I wasn't, I love films that show African culture. Right. And I, I, I really like watching films that are set in Africa. Right. And, uh, and, and I thought this is going to be right up my street because it's, it's, Mar- it's in the Marvel universe. It's uh, it's in Wakanda and and all that the the character the Black Panther character I love the way they sound I love the way they dress like I, I just love everything about it I thought I'm really looking forward. Himampe, Himampe, and 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 I did enjoy it but yeah it, it wasn't quite I thought I was going to like it a lot more than I did um, I think it wasn't quite as big as I was hoping in terms of the you know, I wasn't that bothered about the villain, the, the, your antagonist, the guy who was the nephew. You know, he was he was the cousin, wasn't he, of the Black Panther? Yeah. And his, his dad had been killed for going against Wakandan rules, and he grew up to be a total badass and came back yeah. to claim <laughs> did claim the throne. Um, I, I just wasn't all that asked about this this antagonist. Yeah. And I think because of that, it, it, it stopped the film from being as, you know, it's almost like, um, well, let, let's look at Cap- let's look at the equivalent would be Winter Soldier, and the only element in it is the Winter Soldier, but it's not. There's actually yeah. a big overarching plot. Yeah, yeah, the fact yeah. That Hydra invaded Shield, and that they're going to destroy a shitload of stuff is actually the bigger narrative behind the Winter Soldier being a pretty big issue for Captain America. Yeah. And I, I felt like I needed that, whereas in Black Panther it was just this guy, and yeah, he was going to 
bring the world to Wakanda and try yeah. and profit from all of the uh, all of the technology and weaponry of the what's it called? What, what's the metal called again? Um, uh, vibranium. Vibranium, yeah, and and you know he was going to bring the technology to the world, which they end up doing in the end anyway. Mm. Um, but, also uh, on on that on that as well. Do you know again due to copyright issues? It's supposed to be the same metal that um, Wolverine has in his uh, yeah thing. Is that what's yeah. that anti adamantium? That's it. It's supposed to be that, but because they didn't own the rights to it, they weren't allowed to use the word. That's something that I want to want to come on to in uh, another episode. Is um, the X Men, and, and and because you you'll you'll probably know more about this than I do. Why they weren't involved in any way in the because they are Marvel, aren't they? Copyright. Um, <laughs> it's copyright again. <laughs> it is all bullshit. It is all yeah. bullshit. But yeah, that's fine. That's fine. There you go ladies and gentlemen uh, that was episode three i hope you enjoyed it did you enjoy it ross it was a lovely time it was a truly <laughs> lovely time i really enjoyed that a, one. Lo- a lovely time was had by all mm. and i hope all of the yes i hope all of our listeners enjoyed it as much as we did too so um i, I had i had some uh, uh oh there was a couple of requests uh i can't remember who it was uh gage who i am going to say his name i don't mind um thought that the music in between was annoying because he kept thinking the podcast was finishing so he now wants me to introduce the music before it happens so he knows that it's not the end i'm not going to do that gage <laughs> just i, just, I can't, can't be asked with that i think i think that would i think that would spoil the i think it breaks it up quite nicely because if you position the music yeah. where it should be it can be quite effective usually after a, usually after a big a big dick joke has just been dropped <laughs> and then exactly. it's followed swiftly by the dropping of a baseline so i think there it can be goes. quite effective so uh, gauge that's, exa- re- that's re- exactly what it's there for. <laughs> receives and ignored <laughs> <laughs> he also um, didn't like that i was dissing um, what's his name the guy that plays drax dave batista yeah and and, and um, what was it? What's the other word? Uh, Vin Diesel wasn't happy that I was. I, I, don't, I don't think I necessarily dissed them or, or said there was anything wrong with them. I, I think I said they were both perfect for who they play in the Marvel films. I, I, yeah, I do remember you giving Dave Batista a bit of a hard time for anything he does outside of Drax. Um, well, no, because it's for, for Drax, it's perfect because it, it requires no emotion. Yeah, it's a bit, so like, it's um, a bit like Keanu Reeves playing Neo, isn't it? I mean, that guy is perfect at, at playing uh, the, the most boring of characters. And I, I really like Keanu Reeves, but my God. Boring, boring and confused at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I don't think... He's very don't, good at I that. I think his face is all CGI and he only actually has a mouth. <laughs> because it's the only part of him that actually does any movement and the rest of it is just... <laughs> so I think it's just a photograph. I, think, I don't think he exists as a person. <laughs> I think yeah. I think like the Wizard of Oz, you know, is just there is no Wizard of Oz, is there? It's just a voice, yeah. the man. And I think Keanu Reeves is just a mouth. 
I don't think there is a Keanu Reeves. <laughs> it's the mouth behind the curtain. <laughs> Keanu Reeves is just like a corporate entity. That's yeah. it. It's like Tone of the Tiger. He doesn't really exist. Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'd laugh at I buy a box of fucking Frosties. <laughs> yeah, or Captain Birdseye. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In fact, Captain Birdseye would be good in the reboot of The Matrix, though. The day, I, the day I learned that he wasn't out there weathering storms for wild Alaskan Pollock was a dark yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> He's always got kids on his boat as well. It's weird, isn't it? <laughs> Just him and kids, isn't it? And fishy, yeah. and fishy fingers. Yeah, and, all that, and loads of semen. Anyway, so um, <laughs> thanks for listening. And uh, remember to like and subscribe the podcast. Um, if you Facebook, find us on Facebook, we're on there as well. Um, and uh, Twitter, on Twitter, we're trying to work out what Twitter is. And, and once we've nailed that, we'll, we'll be on there properly. We'll be tweeting um, away in no time. <laughs> <laughs> twitting, twitting. Oh fuck off! No, it's I a don't. Couple of twits about. Trying so, to tweet. <laughs> a couple of twits down and trying to twat. So, um, is, is is that the past tense of tweet? Twat. <laughs> I, I I got I, in the past tense. Be, I got banned for twatting. <laughs> that's, that's what that's what Katie Hopkins was banned for, wasn't it? Twatting about. <laughs> Yeah. What's it about? Yeah. Maybe that maybe that's the definition of a maybe like a controversial or a very badly received tweet. <laughs> a twat. A twat. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair enough. Uh, anyway, so Twitter so, somehow. <laughs> I'm, 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 th I'm thinking that if we, you know, um, if we, if we regularly post enough tweets, we'll have a sufficient amount of twats that follow them. And then we could put them all into a book, and we could call that twat book. Yeah. 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 Which is the new which will be the new Facebook. <laughs> That's right, book. <laughs> to be fair, there's a lot of twats on Facebook as well. But anyway, um, yeah, so thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.